welcome to the Run Amok Podcast. To behave or run around in a wild, unruly, out of control manner. Welcome to season two, episode 12, show to Dwight Howard of the Run Amok podcast. Now, what a landscape change to kick it off. People are probably, people who don't listen to the NBA segment, I don't know. There are, there are definitely people who are seeing beer for the first time right now. Beer, welcome to the program. We've what? dropped Carson. We've kicked him off the podcast. Dead weight, gone. Now, Carson is off this week too get a tattoo touched up which is probably the douchiest reason you could miss a podcast but i but i respect it i yeah. respect and it he had and he had the uh, whole week to schedule it and he scheduled it right when we record yeah, every said, week so they said when would you like it now he said five o'clock on tuesday is the only time that i'm free every other minute is booked up but you know we miss him we're gonna get into our nba stuff with beer but i told beer we're throwing an audible at you this week because we have a few miscellaneous topics to get to and perhaps none more pertinent than a little state of the podcast. Now, our goal for the new year, find ways to keep the podcast growing. We are growing. We have great, great response from our listeners. We love the fans. We hate to let you down, but we've decided collectively a one week break. We don't do it often. Last, last one we did was what about back in christmas, christmas Gary? yeah christmas break which was fitting. That one's march fitting. break yeah march break we're, we're going we do school schedules here and then yeah. when the summer comes we're gonna be taking a full two months off we're not gonna be talking any any bachelor any sports anything that comes up now we'll we're just taking the one week off uh, a few different reasons first of all we're not full-time podcasters we got other responsibilities going on and also we got other podcast responsibilities we want to do we got other guests that we're trying to get lined up that uh, is a little bit more intensive than I uh, I first suspected. So we're trying to get all that stuff aligned. We're trying to figure out uh, what how we're going to tackle these bachelor seasons. Because if you look at the schedule, holy shit! It, me and Gary were just talking. It's Bachelor in Paradise. It's Bachelorette. It's Bachelorette again. But yeah, I don't and know. And then is... guessing Bachelor right after that, right? I, I assume, would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a tight schedule and. Look, this is us saying we're ready. We're ready to tackle it. We just need a, that we one week break. One week off and we'll to be meditate good to go. And, and plan our attack. Now, I actually do have some great Bachelor news for you, but perhaps this is the best piece of news to kick off the podcast. I gave you the bad news with the break. Giving you the good news is that confirmed. I always had a suspicion and an optimism and a hope that this would be the case, but our guy, Caleb Beer, We'll be joining us to recap Bachelor in fucking paradise, baby. Let's That's go. his shit. He's not kill. Would you say you're a champion of love, Kale? Because a lot of people are saying otherwise. A lot of people say you watch to see the breakups, not the uh, the people come together to form a union. Yeah, they probably would be accurate in that assumption. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate I that because I we I don't know. Well, Look, I, I would say I'm a champion different... of love in in regular instances. Probably not like made on tv love is typically not what i uh, look for but well, i'm just saying we only have one piece of evidence of your thoughts on love and and it's a big down big thumbs down but that's the that's the perspective we want you gave us a lot of contrary opinions to to my own at least on on last year's bachelor paradise we're not getting into it i'm not even gonna say any names we don't have to get into it but fuck dylan (laughs) okay 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 big dylan barber guy who is uh look i don't know dylan barber has beef with chris harrison so which side Hmm. which side of history are you on side of history you you agree with your enemies sometimes (laughs) okay okay yeah just common enemy that's it that's that's as far as it goes fair enough now Guys, so Gary, me and you have recently both seen Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Correct. We, we did. It is a movie that we both watched. So I remember my first take when I, the, the movie ended. My first thought was, holy shit, that was long. And I remember 
you get back to me and your first thought was holy shit that was bad (laughs) you you thought i i'm honestly like look i get look i I love gal gadot she is spectacular i love Mm -hmm. a lot of people in that cast kristen are you kidding me great spectacular cast right away i see kristen wig as a villain I'm skeptical. I'm going to be yeah. honest right away. Like, worst what, choice oh. probably on the planet for a <laughs> Dude, you thought it was like, the, do you, is it the worst movie you've ever seen? I mean, it's up there. Like, if you put just some of the dialogue, as you said after the movie, like the dialogue was pretty, like the, the dialogue the, is the just plot was awful. The, the dialogue yeah. was egregious. It, it went it's on for way too long. Horrible. Like, if it was an hour and a half, I would have been like, whatever. But it was What's three hours. Thing? Why are you making it that long? If you're going to make it that bad, at least make yeah. it a slow death. And the worst oh part is the God. first one was actually good. And guess what? But I didn't see the first one. So I didn't even see the first one. That's just what people say. I feel like that's kind of like the thing you got to say. I hear yeah. a lot I've people, seen the first one. It was oh, actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, we needed like one. Unanim- unanimously, everyone who's seen the first one was like, yeah, great movie. So I, yeah. I was going in with like decent expectations. Oh, I went in with very low expectations. Yeah. I, dude, I, I mean, said, they weren't that like, high, but. When when our friend suggested, I, the first first thing I said was, I've heard horrible reviews. He's like, well, there's nothing else. Okay, fine. And uh, yeah, it was it was the worst ever. But I do I have a because I was recapping it with one of our friends after mm-hmm. who also saw the movie, and they said their biggest takeaway was that Chris Pine is past his prime, or. Mm. It wasn't even that. Is that Chris Pine's not hot anymore? What are I disagree we with that about? entirely. Dude, sure, he's past his prime, maybe. Yeah. Not the prime. Chris Pine's not hot. He's the what universe am I living in? Yeah. One, we're gonna have okay because I don't even want misconceptions of people like just assuming that he's not hot anymore. We're gonna have a picture of him in the movie, dude. Look, we're not self-conscious dudes, but if you're out there telling me Chris Pine's not hot. Yeah. And then being that like, oh, well for us. now go enjoy your day, David, and try not <laughs> to think about that for six hours at night. Chris Pine's not hot. That is one of the most egregious takes I've ever heard. Is that, yeah. I would honestly, and maybe this is me overcorrecting, Chris Pine might be a top five hot dude on the planet. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you said that about Leo, maybe Leo's falling off. I'd kind of agree. Like, he's maybe not, he's not prime Leo. But Chris, Chris Pine, Chris Pine is hotter, hotter than Leo right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by far. No doubt. Beer, you gave me a skeptical look. All right. Hit me, hit me with, uh, let's, let's, no, hit me see, with your top I wasn't going to say right anyone, now. anything because I knew you were going to ask me for a top five and I don't have a top five hot dudes list, like just Beckham, ready in my Beckham's head. But I, I don't Beckham's think Chris Pine is on it. I also don't think Leo's on it either, though. No, Leo's, Leo's not, not anymore. Not, Leo's not also anymore. Is, is really bad at dressing, which I think has to, like when Who he is? actually dresses himself, Leo, every yes. picture I've seen sucks. Really bad hats. It's not a good but look. Horrible dresser. I totally agree. You got look, dude. The the shorts have got to be shorter, Leo. The shorts have <laughs> got to be shorter. He always looks like his clothes are falling off him at all times. He always looks like he runs at, like at a stumble. Like he's always about to stumble. His pants are always about to fall off. It's like dude, he's like a I don't know a drunk dad at the beach at all times. But I don't know. I go. Maybe he's not top five, but Chris Pine. He's I don't know. I top just, ten. On he's got to be up there. Uh, again, like we're throwing it. Like there are some hot dudes on the planet. Chris Pine is one of them. I just need to this podcast to at least across the board champion Chris Pine's hotness. And uh, I think when I tell you the friend off podcast, Gary, you'll be surprised. Okay. Uh, you'll be surprised who it was. Now, we had someone saying Chris Pine's washed. Here's the take I came at you with, Beer. I think someone else is washed. I think someone else that we've seen a lot of this week is straight up overrated. And I've seen enough of her and I'm sick of her. And honestly, I was going to say she's going to hell. We can't rule out the fact that she might be going to hell. Sister Jean beer, the, the nun, she's a nun, I guess. Loyola Chicago. Look, we're recording this during March Madness. And Loyola Chicago, a, a, a good team this year. Last year, they were a Cinderella random team. They make it in the tournament. They're making some noise. Then they have this nun 
that I guess works at the school being like, oh, I'm, I'm blessing the team. I'm, oh, I'm sending God onto the team, helping him out. She's all over ESPN. They're interviewing her at every halftime. And she's like, oh, look, I did it again. Oh, I helped the team win again. She's 90 years old. She's like, no, you didn't. And now this year, of course, Loyola Chicago, they're back. They're better than ever. The team is better than ever. And we have Sister Jean soaking up the credit again. She, dude, ESPN put up a graphic of the pregame prayer. She said, "Should have taken all the credit from all everything the, they've done." I'm so, I'm so sick of who she is. And I, I think here, I want to get your thoughts, Beard. I think she's a fake fan. I think if you had her name seven players from Loyola Chicago. There's zero percent chance. I don't even think she can name ten disciples. If I'm being honest, I think she's a bandwagon fan across the board. What? I would I would say she's 101 years old. So testing her memory might be a little <laughs> bit unfair. Oh, like, you're the biggest end. fan on the planet. But... You're the biggest. Oh, you love Loyal Chicago. Okay, name in the starting five. You just watched them. She's definitely thirsty for the camera. There's no doubt about that. Big JJ Watt vibes for me. Like wherever it is, she's finding it. Yeah. Yeah. I do kind of agree, though, is that, like, they're, I guess, like, one of the bigger Cinderella's over the last, like, five years, twice, Mm -hmm. and I don't know a single player on either of those teams. Like, she's the story, which kind of sucks. She is the story. You're not doing pregame suicides. You're not having to guard, I don't know, all conference players. You're sitting on your ass being like, oh, I guess I'll launch out another prayer. Thanks. Like, it'd be... It'd be more useful let's if she was handing them the Gatorade court. on the side. Yeah, let's Man. see her get out there and score yeah. some buckets. If she can if she can get on the court and not get crossed up once, then I'll be like, okay, I was wrong. She's got something to contribute. Now, I just I, – I, it also doesn't help. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little bit biased because Loyola Chicago, uh, they beat the team that I had going all the way. So she screwed up my bracket. And, uh, and that's part of the problem. I just said she screwed up my bracket. <laughs> Is if she had any impact. Honestly, first year – the first game, I was like, she's cute, she's old, she's God-fearing. I don't know. Those are cute traits, I guess. She looks like a nice old lady. I'm into her. Then we get later in the tournament. I started getting sick of her. Then I thought, okay, well, I won't have to see her again. Then to get another taste this year, like, yeah. how many more years do Dude, we have t- to deal with this? I'm not talking about and, fatally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not – I don't want – like, hey, we're not ru- – I'm not ru- – hey, I want her to live to be 110 – but I just don't need you. Hmm? Just 110? That's like, yeah. That's, I knew you were going to say, I knew you were going to oh, so you want her to die at 110? <laughs> oh, so, because she is kind of like creeping up there. She could uh, she could one day overtake it. And then I'm on the record being like, oh, I wish she was dead two years ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sister Jean, a little, bit, uh, a little bit washed. Now, guys, Coop has made it very clear this week, as you saw. Beer, you were a little skeptical. So Coop ran... And kudos to him. I'm giving full credit. He ran a half marathon this week. A big deal. And afterwards, he threw it out. He threw, he wanted to, she wanted to throw it off, show it off to the people. He threw it up on the Instagram story. And you mentioned this week, huh, you had a little bit of a problem. You thought that was a little, I don't know. What were you, beer, beer didn't love it. He, <laughs> to he be honest, I just, fun. I just love fucking with Carson. It's one of my favorite things. In I the could world tell to you do. cut him it's, it's, to the bone. It's a completely fine thing to do. I don't have any issue with it, but I love making him think that I have an issue with it. I could see the life drain from his eyes when you're like, oh yeah, I had to really post that. (laughs) And it just, it it took years off his life. But you know what he does every time we freaking go for a run, dude? It drives me crazy. Because we go, we do, we do some long runs. Like once a week, I'll do my long run with him. And I, I always bring headphones because I like to zone out. That's my meditation time or that's my podcast time. That's my music time. Mm-hmm. He never has brought headphones once. He doesn't even bring them. And so I, I wear them for two seconds and I got to take them out. And we're just chatting the whole time. Because he's talking, we're, yeah. We're chatting, yeah. And so I always thought like, oh, it's either accidental or whatever, or maybe he just wants to chat. And so I was like, okay, we're going to be running for about two hours straight. I got to set the tone and I text him, I go, just so you know, I'm bringing headphones this time. You know, pretty obvious, like, hint, hint, I can't run for two hours straight with silence slash the occasional chatter. Mm-hmm. And he goes, all right, sounds good. 
I show up. I go, all right, so you got your headphones? I fucking knew the minute I said that. He goes, nope, didn't bring them. <laughs> and you know what that means is you don't have headphones. This fucking guy, psycho. man. I re- And I knew, like, dude, you're not going to be able to chit-chat. I lo- Look, it's a great catch-up time for the week. I love chit-chatting away. I knew that's not sustainable for two straight hours. So guess what happened? We ran for, I don't know, like an hour, an hour and 15 minutes and 45 minutes of just two like dead, miserable people not talking to complete silence, hearing the faint chattering of strangers in the distance. Yeah. Is it like, I don't know, because part of me was like, am I on the right? Like, I just have a friend who wants to chat. Am Mm -hmm. I in the wrong here? You got to get a new friend. Yeah, I got to get a new friend. Yeah. A more silent friend. Yeah. It's possible Carson in the last 45 minutes was just thinking about what he was going to post on Instagram. So his mind was a little... Uh, he could, didn't want it. was it a little busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think you're definitely in the right. You can bring headphones and just not use them for a bit and chat. And then when you're done chatting, put them in. Not even the option. Yeah. And the fact that I... And if he was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, like uh, that, I made my bet. I'll lie in it. He goes, no, I consciously didn't want to bring him. And you can put yours away too, my good man. You're not going to be needing those. But fellas, okay, we're going to be getting into NBA. That is, that's what Beer thought he was signing up for. But we also got some Bachelor topics to touch on. Now, guys, super, I don't know, a weird way to release it. But The Bachelor this week put out the headshots for, I don't know if it's just Katie. I think it's just Katie's contestants, not Michelle's as well, but Katie's contestants. And of course, Beer, you're not you're not going to be watching those seasons, I assume, right? You're not coming for Bachelor, right? No, nah, I don't think I can do it. No, that's okay. That's, that's okay. I respect a man who who knows what he likes and is and is sticking to it. That's fair. But you got to check out some of these headshots because look, we love our girl Katie. We were a little skeptical of the choice. Gary, we're going to have to put a couple of them down here because I don't even know if it's the guys. Mm-hmm. It's simply the photo choice. And the toughest thing is that for at least a couple of the guys, me and Cooper's sending them back and forth this week, for at least a couple of the guys, the number one react was the laugh react on Facebook, which is devastating to see. Yeah, Imagine you sign up for the show. You're telling your friends, hey, go check out my profile. They just put it up. I just got like officially announced. Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to meet the love of my life. I really have a shot at this thing. And the first public perception of you is hilarity. I, it's, it is, it's just a tough batch of guys. I haven't seen them yet. I'm going to have to check them out though. But yeah, Mm. I don't even like what makes them bad. Is it just like it's the the choice of photo or is it the contestant themselves? Is it and again we don't like to do this. <laughs> we don't we hate to do this. We don't like to come after looks. There's some goofy looking guys on this mm-hmm. season. Very goofy looking guys. Almost like almost a little disrespectful to Katie, if I'm being honest. It's almost it's borderline um borderline I wouldn't say offensive how goofy some of the guys are, but it's like come, come on. on. This is this is the pool. I'm they probably getting? they probably got like they like Katie got the, the the shit end of the stick and Michelle probably got all like the good looking guys. The better, like, yeah, yeah. Michelle I... got to pick her top thirty. And then they're like, okay, so these uh, twenty seven like it's not even even number. It's like twenty seven <laughs> leftovers. Okay, these are these are your batch. These are your scraps. I uh, yeah, I think Katie got the scraps, and uh, I don't know. That's. Uh, I... How excited are you about in terms of Katie? I know we're both pumped about Michelle. Gary. Now that you're telling me this, though, I don't know. I, my my expectations have gone down a little bit. Look, but maybe are, it'll make for better TV. I don't know. I'm remembering the funny ones, though, right? I'm sure that's true. There are yeah. some hot studs and Katie, look, a beautiful woman. Her story is more, I think, about the the substance of her character though mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's not it's not like oh my gosh this uh, beautiful like taisha when she came it was like what a spectacle obviously she had a crazy fun personality as well but katie it's more like oh this girl's super down to earth she is uh, super respectful so i think maybe some of the guys are reflecting that but uh dude okay. we got i don't we'll know find out we need chris pine in there to even it out i think yeah now, that would what, bring up the averages for sure. Yeah, that's all we need is one super hot guy <laughs> to just bring up the average. Yeah, man, 
And then I saw one and showed it to Chicks in the Office, uh, the only other Bachelor podcast that matters for, uh, I don't I don't, I don't think they broke this, but I saw them mention it yesterday. Chris Harrison is lawyering up okay. against The Bachelor. Interesting. I was, first of all, shocked to hear this because Beer, this is the craziest part, is obviously he was taken off the show, right? And they had someone else do After the Final Rose. But then they had Chris Harrison voice over the intro for the new guy. They were like, like it's Chris Harrison's voice. Being like, and now welcome Emmanuel Ocho doing after the final rose. Like Chris, the whole point is that you're supposed to be gone. Yeah. Why am I hearing your voice? So it was super weird. I was like, oh, I guess he's trying to co-sign the future host. He's trying to do it with some grace. He's trying to be like, okay, I'm still on good terms. I don't know. Do you or like any... maybe he thought he was coming back, or maybe there was a chance that he. Could That's come what back? I was going to ask. Yeah. You th- do you think he thought he was coming back, and then they've told him, "Look, I think we're just going to be dancing around new hosts instead." I think that's what he thought. Yeah, like, like for sure. I thought. I think. I don't think he thinks that he fully got canceled. I think he's just like, "Oh, some hot water. I'll wait it out. I'll come back. Yeah. We'll be good." I, I I think he should have gone. Totally. I I well, dude. We were saying last week. Look, I love Chris Harrison. I'm fine with him being gone. We have such a huge talent pool of personalities. Like, we can laugh and be like, yeah, some of these people on the show, obviously, if you take from a large pool of people, they're going to be vapid. They're not going to have an electric personality. But some of these people that we've seen have awesome personalities. Tasha and Caitlin Bristow, two examples. We could have a million. JoJo Fletcher did a decent job when she was on. Beer, you've seen Wells on Paradise. We were talking last week. Uh, Wells for I think hosts. Wells could rock uh, a hosting of Bachelor in Paradise. As someone mm-hmm. who's, you know, had limited uh, sort of um, examples of Chris Harrison's hosting. Beer, what, what are your, like, in, just in terms of, uh, I'm not going to have you at spur of the moment, comment on, on everything in the past. We've done that already. But what are your thoughts on, kind of the hole left in the show because we talked about he had to drop his son off at college in Tasha's season and you could feel the presence gone do you think it's going to impact your enjoyment of the bachelor in paradise season i think i don't know how it is in regular bachelor but in paradise he kind of just swoops in like every once in a while Mm -hmm. and he never really like did that much for me he was kind of just like there to keep the show moving and more facilitate what was happening i don't know if he was like an electric personality that was really keeping me engaged. I do wonder was Emmanuel Acho was he good in the uh he in, he was good. Called, but... We we He's were laughing at him a bit. He yeah, so have you seen Parks and Rec beer? I'm not going to do the yeah. whole into yeah. yeah, so he was he gave off serious Perd Happily vibes in the first like uh I don't know, the first like 15 minutes, but he he got good at the so I've seen his episode with Matthew McConaughey. That was my only introduction to him beforehand. He was extremely good at diving into those tough questions and those difficult conversations and broaching it with like a perfect sense of like empathy and, and also directness. The part where he's actually talking about the relationships and like the TV aspect of the show, less so. But I yeah. mean, that's what the show is normally. Unfortunately. That's what I was wondering, because I, I know you guys are big Bachelor guys. I don't want to put it down, but it almost seems like he's a super like smart guy. It almost mm. seems like the uh, absurdity of Bachelor is almost a little bit beneath I guess, him. I wonder if I that think was... you're underestimating, and I, I get what you mean. I think you're underestimating how awesome it is to make a ton of money and be known by a lot of people because... no no i wasn't saying he wouldn't want to do it just more that he might be a little stiff while he was oh like, sure actually okay. doing it yeah because i was gonna say like rachel Lindsay was a like i think she was in the district district attorney she was like a super powerful yep. lawyer and now she works for entertainment tonight i'm not saying one is harder than the other but one is harder than the other and yeah. uh you know it's sometimes it's nice to make a ton of money in a super easy job i think it was it was stiff because it's also like it was a terrifying fucking position to be in too. Well, this is like a monumental after the final rose. Yeah. Like we were dealing with a lot more than just the the season of the Bachelor. You know, this yeah. Season, so. But we warmed up to those racial conversations. So I mean, I think it was a mix of like, look, that's what he's one of the best in the world at. 
And also, you know, he had maybe like 15 minutes to have that warm up with Michelle, those sort of like classic bachelor conversations. But we are saying, get out of the idea of a permanent host, change it up every few seasons. Like, Hey, we're having this for, or like have a rotation. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, Hey, we do this person, this person, this person, like you have such a, it'd be cool to have role. like a, a bachelorette female host just mm -hmm. to like relate with the bachelorette more. I feel like. Yeah. And kind of like maybe help her through the process. And then if I have a bachelor male host, you know, I mean, even, kind of something like that. I have love Wells, that. Wells do bachelor in paradise. I would love yeah. that too. I think it's, that's great. And even like Chris Harrison, I get totally what you mean in terms of like having a woman in a relationship sense can normally relate to a woman better. Right. Mm -hmm. But even Chris Harrison, like, well, you weren't the bachelor. You don't know what it's like. Yeah. So I, Again, it is just super weird that he's, I don't know if he's trying to get his job back. It's like, dude, why would you want a job that they, like, they don't want? Like, he's just, you're holding the show hostage. You have enough money, I assume, unless he's made a bunch of bad investments, to just leave with some pride. Like, it's weird yeah. to cling on to this. Uh, if he left after the final rose, people would eventually forget and be like, yeah, well, he, they would just remember him as the host. If he goes down trying to bring down the franchise well okay dude that's Not your legacy look. now yeah yeah so that's unfortunate but guys we do have we have some fun topics on our nba segment this week for our nba weekly rundown if you guys are ready to hop in you guys ready to roll good to go always thing i have on the docket is the boston celtics and I, man i'm always a little bit nervous talking about the celtics because they have a very vocal fan base and one that is not necessarily mm, nicest way to say this aligned with reality but the celtics you know there's the chill at the eighth seed right now uh 21 and 22 on the season in a very very tight eastern conference now they've looked horrible against good teams recently i'm wondering pierre how panicked should the boston celtics be yeah i think just based on the expectations for this year i think i don't know as as panicked as you could be i don't think there's much way that they get back to being a contender this season i think their best opportunity is probably to keep all the assets they have and see if they can make something happen in the off season but it doesn't seem like at least this season much is going to happen yeah and i mean i i totally agree if they were hoping to be a championship contender with this roster then they i guess they shouldn't be worried at all because the dream is already dead but i mean sure tatum missed some games if you remember uh earlier this season but it's kind of not even really playing a role in how i judge this team it's the defense to me is just not what we should expect from a Brad Stevens team. They're just not playing hard. I mentioned earlier, they're having trouble against good teams. They're 0 and 8 against the five best the teams with the five best records in the NBA. They're the worst fourth quarter team in the league. And obviously, if you remember last week, they had one of the worst performances of the year against the Utah jazz. They are spiraling at the moment. Now you said you're looking towards the off season. We're heading towards the trade deadline. We have some buyout options. They have that huge trade exception from that sign and trade with Gordon Hayward. Mm -hmm. It feels like the Celtics are in there with the Dallas Mavericks as a team that's always in the mix to do something. And then they never fucking do. So do you see them making any sort of move at the trade deadline coming up using that exception? Yeah, I don't like, I don't know. There doesn't seem to be that many people available that, like legitimately make them a contender. And if you're trading a bunch of assets to get someone who makes you like maybe a team that can possibly win in the first round, mm -hmm. that doesn't really seem very worth it from my end. Yeah, I, that's fair. I, there, like, you know, there's names floating around that now I'm kind of starting to get skeptical if they'll move. Andre Drummond, all that noise has died down. I had Jared Allen written down. That is, is kind of dropped off maybe Aldridge we mentioned him last week if they can get him on a buyout market but I'm seeing people throw out names like Harrison Barnes and uh, oh Thaddeus Young was the other one 
why? How does that help them in the interior? He plays the same position as they're both of those guys play the same position as their best two players. They need someone who's going to help with their defensive issues. Not even Aldridge is, is going to help in that regard. No. The one player, maybe I was hoping they could trade for, I think Miles Turner could be really interesting. It seems like he doesn't really have a role in Indiana anymore. I've seen that take swirling around Twitter a little bit. That would garner the biggest sacrifice from Boston. But again, I, I just, I'm hoping that they, just for the trade exception, do something. But I kind of agree. It doesn't really, nothing really makes sense. I think maybe the best bet is just to play those young guys, try to get some development with some of the young prospects, none of which really even look like great trade pieces right now, because again, they haven't, I don't know, they haven't played that well. You're getting what, an Austin Pritchard or something like that. So just, I'd say just play those young guys. I don't know, maybe try to make some noise in the first round and then maybe regroup in the off season. You see yourself, you see, them in that same spot here yeah i I, and they don't even really have any like that many young pieces that are exciting like maybe robert williams but he's been kind of exciting you're not getting you're not getting a game-changing player for robert williams yeah and i don't think there's like a single player on like that's like actually available that's making you anything other than we can go like five or six games in the first round and potentially win. Like there's no one out there that's making you a championship contender in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's just, you know, it's so weird with this team because you look at the beginning of the season, you say, wow, Kemba Walker. Okay. We played, looked great last season was an all-star last season. Jalen Brown taking a big step up already. Jason Tatum, obviously maybe even like a sleeper MVP contender not the case i mean jalen brown jason tatum have looked amazing at times kemba walker obviously not he's been out in and out but there's so many gaps in the team that it's kind of like yeah if you're trying to bail out water from one hole another one's going to spring up and yeah i i think the best bet is just to kind of be disappointed as a raptors fan hey i feel you celtics i i think all you got to do is be disappointed and wait for the summer to come but a few teams are not going to just be happy standing around watching at the trade deadline and three names that have swirled around justifiably on social media as likely blockbuster trade pieces have been john collins aaron gordon and kyle lowry who do you want to see moved most and why and who do you i guess same question maybe who do you think is most likely to be moved I think Kyle Lowry, I want to see move the most. We've talked about this before, I know, but I think him on the Sixers would just be like a super exciting addition for them and really make the East a little well, bit more interesting. You could use it right now, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know if you want to go and then I can answer the next yeah. question. No, I mean, uh, I, I told it on the Raptors front. Yo, I don't know if you checked the document earlier, Beer, but I, I've kind of been itching for a Bradley Beal trade all like for a while for a while i've mentioned it a few yeah. times and so i had him on there and then i realized this morning like dude the dream's dead bradley beal's not getting moved especially because no. the wizards are playing i i guess they're playing fine they're still in 13th wizards fans or i guess wizards media more so you need to chill out your team still sucks but i think the wizards have tricked themselves into thinking that this is like a viable team to get into the the play-in tournament at least but Kyle Lowry, those rumors are the ones that have really picked up this week. The Raps have lost nine straight. They're lost to the Cavs the other day, man. I guess they made it kind of close. Like, if you look at the box score, you're like, okay, they they made it a a game down the stretch. No, they did not. That's one of those games where it's, like, deceptively close. The Cavs just mopped the floor with them. They have maybe four to five competitive players total. Report came out today that Pascal was yelling at Nick Nurse. They honestly, looking back, they really didn't even have any business being in that uh, that series against the Celtics in the playoffs last year, going to seven games like the, this whole team really isn't constructed to be that competitive. I think they were playing above punching above their weight for a lot of last season and that early stretch uh, before the All-Star break. You remember they started off. So then they really started to pick it up. They seem to have just lost that spark entirely. But the big thing to me is, is like, 
Kyle Lowry is down to leave. He says like, Hey, I'll come back and sign with the Raptors one last time. Well, okay. In order to come back, you got to be traded. So to me, that sounds like he's co-signing a, uh, a, a destination uh, rebrand, but even Eric Kareen at the athletic, I think he wrote something up today. I didn't read it, but I read the tweet where he's like, Oh yeah, time to get rid of uh, Kyle Lowry. And if, you're on Raptors Twitter and you know Eric Kareem. You know that guy will fucking die on Kyle Lowry Mountain. So if he's saying it's time to go, it is time to go. But okay, so to me, you mentioned the Sixers. I love the Sixers. I also love the Heat. That's the other team kind of in the mix for Lowry right now a lot. And I love both teams just because, you know, they have a ton of assets, uh, you know, young assets and draft stock. Uh, if I'm Toronto, I'm honestly happy with. Tyler Harrow, Precious Achua, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thibel, and picks. Like any of those players plus a couple picks is fine for Kyle Lowry for me. What, what do you think? If you're Raptors and you're getting any of those four guys, you good to go? Yeah, I think Harrow especially. Like he hasn't been that good this year, but he's, he's been, yeah. showed I mean, so much. Yeah, showed so much more than any of those other guys. Like I think if you're offered him, you take that in a second which yeah. i would imagine they haven't been but yeah um, so? I, I don't like is miami gonna leverage like what like they did they weren't putting um tyler harrow in harden trade deals like six months ago and now they're like that far off of them where they're gonna trade yeah. him for kyle lowry for one year and like maybe a playoff run that is like pretty questionable at this point. I, I think it does help a little bit that the other team is the Sixers in the mix. You know, that's kind of an interesting wrinkle where it's like, hey, the the, the Heat have looked really good with Jimmy Butler. I think they're like, I don't know, I'm going to get it wrong, 15. And they're around 15 and five with Jimmy Butler, like a, a really solid team in terms of percentage. And they're, they're kind of nipping at the heels of the 76ers. So you get a, maybe a bit of a bidding war. I know what you mean. Precious Achua, I, I like him a lot. I know the Heat are super high on him. They say, oh, the, he's the next Bam Adebayo. Well, you already got Bam Adebayo, and he plays a bunch. So you don't really need a second one. You don't need to wait around for that one. So any of those pieces I could see working. In terms of John Collins or Aaron Gordon, those are two guys, like two, honestly, in a way, those two guys line up very similarly to me. Two different skill sets. Obviously, Aaron Gordon is way more of a beast on the defensive end in my opinion at least I love him on the defensive end he's very very streaky obviously uh, from three he kind of leaves you wanting more offensively but those are two guys that you look at and you're like theoretically they should work in their situations especially John Collins where it's like what do the Nets need right now they need a skilled power forward well dude you you've got one or, or would you be shocked if but it just seems like neither of these situations are working would you be shocked if you saw either of them move on well yeah i know i guess atlanta's been playing a little bit better um as of recent and i saw today that the celtics tried to trade for john collins and atlanta countered with jalen brown so i would imagine they're uh oh, what? <laughs> yeah yeah what yeah that what happens ins- so Oh my God. I think, yeah, apparently they're asking prices pretty high. So I, I like at that level, I don't think John Collins is going anywhere if that's the type of player that they're looking to get in return. That's I, insane. I assume it would have been a package like I, of other dude, guys as well. But well, yeah. I mean, good luck, Atlanta. He rejected their four year extension. He's a re- restricted free agent at the end of this offseason. Uh, the team that trades for him is basically saying that they want him long term. But uh, that's crazy to me. They honestly, it's kind of even tough to work out uh, a, a trade that works. I kind of dabbled on the trade machine earlier this week. It's tough because his contract is so cheap. Like, you look at it, it's like, yeah. why are you trading this guy? But it just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's working out. Someone tweeted that Eric Pascal from uh, Golden State could work. I think that's interesting. Uh, Detroit has a couple great uh, prospects. Throw, throw that in with a pick maybe that could work i think miami theoretically could work but i think they're really just waiting on aldridge and and gonna bid on him when he gets bought out in terms of so you're a little low on john collins getting traded you think the price tag is a little high what about eric gordon because it's it seems like the magic have a bunch of trade candidates you have terrence ross nikola vucevic evan fournier but gordon is seems to be the front runner as we head towards the trade deadline 
He's only 25. It feels like he's 40. It feels like he's been in the league forever. He's in desperate need of a refresh. Are there any places that you could see him fitting in? Because I actually love him on, I'm calling them your team, one of your teams, the Denver Nuggets. I think he'd be a great replacement over Millsap, obviously. A good replacement for Jeremy Grant, who left for the Pistons this offseason, obviously. I think they could throw, a, I don't know, Gary Harris, Will Barton, P.J. Dozier, a few picks, maybe like a combo of any of these. They have some assets, but I don't know. He'd be great on Portland. He'd be great on Miami. I don't know. what. Do you have any hope in, in Eric Gordon, Aaron Gordon being moved? Yeah, like I think he's probably just more likely to because I don't think he's in Orlando's long-term future. If Orlando has like long-term plans, they never really uh, – seem to play out but yeah I yeah I think the Denver fits a little weird because it limits the shooting that you have on in the front court obviously Jokic just turned into a really good three-point shooter but Mm -hmm. Michael Porter Jr. is still a little streaky and then Aaron Gordon is a bit as streaky as it gets so like depending on what you have to give up i don't know if i'd love that but obviously it depends on the price yeah to me the you said it there the michael porter jr uh that combo is the weirdest to me because yeah. just like there's a lot of overlap in both skill set and weaknesses and those are two guys who i mean in a modern nba you'd love to try to work them out to to play together but just in terms of holes uh yeah you're kind of exposing yourself there but i don't know i i think it would automatically make denver more competitive but that being said i had to add in a couple new topics that i that weren't in there yesterday i don't know if you're 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 just seeing these beer i'm th- i threw them on oh, you this yeah, morning but lebron goes down with a high ankle sprain on the weekend out for quote an extended period of time now the thing with a high ankle sprain is it is a big fat fucking question mark it can be one week it could be three weeks we've seen these uh, that shit range a ton over the years now here's a good obviously there are more serious questions but let me ask you this is this the end of lebron's mvp chances are they squashed because a couple weeks ago that's kind of what we were saying before the injury yeah i think it's got to be over at this point i don't see them i mean depending on what, what happens with ad and if they start dropping games yeah uh, like if they're relatively fine staying in like the fourth or fifth seed area, I don't see them rushing LeBron back too quick. And if he misses, I don't know, 15 games this year in a mm-hmm. like 50 game season. Yeah. I think well, that's, and like, like if we're being honest, he hasn't been as good as Jokic this year. Just no, like, no, I flatly. know. I so know. Like, I know. If we're well, giving stats it wise, the yeah, team, stats like, wise. Look, MVP, it's, it comes down to a lot to the team's record. Nuggets are in in fifth place right now. They're tied for fifth place. Yeah, I just think a lot of the LeBron case sort of rested on narrative. And if he's not there for 15 games, which is what, like three weeks, something like that, it's it seems unlikely that that's going to be strong enough to get him. I think that's fair. I think games matter less this year uh, than than they do most years with MVP. I know we point to that in in a lot of cases. Oh, didn't play enough. Uh, We've done that with Westbrook a, a, a lot in the past. I get what you mean, especially in terms of Jokic's stats. He's just playing, he's Jokic is playing too well. I honestly, I assume as well when LeBron comes back, like you said, that we see him play less minutes down the stretch. I think it'll be, um, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think it'll be Jokic or Dame, uh, honestly, in the MVP conversation. I think maybe even Embiid has really fallen off just because obviously he's not playing. But you mentioned narrative. I think if the Lakers lose 10 straight, LeBron comes back and then say they win 10 straight, then LeBron's back to be in the favorite. Yeah. Because again, we love a good narrative. I think it's possible. But another narrative that's really kind of shifted, LaMelo Ball, can he still win rookie of the year after going out with a broken wrist on the weekend unfortunate i'm glad it's not the kind you know the typical recurring injury to tear his acl or or mm-hmm. uh, uh his achilles or anything like that you know broken wrist you don't really see that pop up again and again and again but he's now played 41 of 72 games again i think games matter less this year but it seemed like he had it locked up anthony edwards has been playing very good recently Beer, do you think there's any chance that anyone is sniffing the rookie of the year with LaMelo out for the rest of the season? Yeah, I think the only shot is probably if Anthony Edwards plays like 
not quite at the pace. Like, I don't think that's realistic at all, but similar to how he's been playing over the last five or six games. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's pretty likely that LaMelo has this locked up. He was just like significantly head and shoulders above any rookie for the last few months. He was just, he was too good. And and yeah, like you mentioned over the last, I think six games now, Anthony Edwards is averaging around 26 points per game. I don't think that's sustainable either. If he's averaging like 24, then maybe we make it a conversation, but I think, yeah, LaMelo, I mean, despite the, I was looking at the numbers this week, apparently the team was just as good with him off the court as they were with him on the court. Uh, Okay. If you're watching the team, it doesn't really feel like the case. They seemed like, I don't know, way more cohesive, at least way more fun to watch when he was on the court. Uh, I think to me, it just kind of makes the race more interesting. You know what I mean? I think before it was going to be unanimous. Maybe it's a little closer. And, uh, and we kind of get to see Anthony Edwards chase down. It's kind of like the jaw uh, Zion Williamson, um, yeah, almost the reverse sure. of it, where Zion comes in midway through the season. You're like, oh, shit, if he keeps playing this good, he may make a race of it. And, uh, and obviously uh, that they, he, he did. He did make a race of it last year. So hopefully we can get a nice tight one down the stretch and we can see a healthy LaMelo ball return next season. Now, guys, we're going to draw producer Gary back back into the pod get him back into the fray because we got some rapid fire questions i don't know if you'll have anything prepared for this one gary maybe you can google do you oh i love it okay okay because someone doesn't steal my i mean it's kind of a stretch but you'll see i love it i i have a couple hot takes too and some i have another hot take i don't know if beer co-signed all of mine but earlier this week it was reported that adrian brody would portray Pat Riley in an HBO fictionalized series about the 1980 Showtime Lakers. Now, this kind of caught me off guard because, hey, I love Adrian Brody. Humble brag, I've seen The Pianist, and I thought it was pretty good. And I barely got bored halfway through. But to me, Pat Riley is like, I don't know, a macho like kind of emotionally invulnerable, really hardened guy, alpha in the room. Adrian Brody to me, a bit, you know, there's some emotional vulnerability there. Maybe it kind of shows a neat side of Pat Riley that we haven't seen. But to me, it was kind of a weird casting as much of a, a Brody fan as I am. So I want to ask you guys, do you like, would he be your first choice? Do you like the casting? And who would you choose over him? We'll start, uh, we'll start with you, Gary, because this yeah. seems like you got a name there. From a look looks perspective, mm-hmm. Adrian Brody, I think, fits fits the bill. Yes. Which is fair. And yeah. I guess we'll get to see his range. Maybe he can portray Maybe he doesn't. Hey, he's a job. great actor. He's a great right? actor. But I think, Al, I think Al Pacino, a prime Al Pacino, looks exactly like Pat Riley. That is a great choice. A little old. Is oh, that's old. what I'm saying. He's too old now. But if yeah. he was like a young Al Pacino, perfect. They would have, it would, dude. Maybe if they if show this was Pat Riley made, aged, then they could bring Al Pacino in. But. Yeah, maybe we do a flash forward to yeah, him on the yeah. heat. Then you got to have Pacino. Yeah. That's, that's a great pick. Yeah. If this was made 20 years ago, I zero percent chance that anyone else is even getting the audition it's Pacino all the way yeah all right I like that beard did you did you have anyone yeah we we were talking about this on the weekend I had Leo and Mm. I I said it but I honestly don't know if it's that good it's kind of never the wrong choice no he's he's just so good and I think like is he hot anymore though that is that's <laughs> that's the real people question. are asking we know pat riley is still hot so <laughs> yeah yeah true yeah <laughs> no i like that choice now i have i have a few spicy ones for you i think you'll agree with one of them people may have to google a couple of these i'm a huge brody fan again but now i watched ocean the, all the oceans movies during season one of quarantine for the first time i fell in love with them andy garcia give him a google gary andy garcia the casino owner from the first Oceans movie. Sorry, Andy. I know he listens to the pod. I don't really know what else you've been in. I'm sure you've been in a bunch of stuff, but I'm kind of I'm kind of slow. How do you like that? Gary? The Godfather Part Three. He was in. Oh yeah, <laughs> we all remember how sick that was. The be- my favorite Godfather. No, I think that's a good call. He, okay. he looks like he fits the bill for sure. All right. Now I've got a couple other. I've got some wild card picks for you. I don't know if you'll co-sign this. He's got, I don't know what his hair situation is. This is what I'm worried about. We oh. may have to go wig. We may have to go toupee. Stanley Tucci. Oh. I love Mia Stanley Tucci. The man again, 
a little bit of emotional vulnerability, but the man's got unlimited range. I, I Definitely going to have to get a wig involved. got to get a wig on that Definitely. man. My last one, Michael. <laughs> are you out on this one? I can't remember, Beer. Michael Imperioli, the son from The Sopranos. <laughs> I love this one. I think this one is bang on, dude. <laughs> yes or no? Are you up or down on Michael Imperioli taking on the task? Dude, I think it's all about the nose, man. I, I think, think you got to get the nose right. You're out on Michael Imperioli? Why? What is it? He's a little old, a little a little too Italian? Yeah. <laughs> Very Italian. Also, yeah. I'm just going through his Google images. He's had so many different looks throughout the years. Yeah, well, that's I'm what I'm saying. That too. The man's a chameleon, man. Man, the, the, he knows how to shapeshift in, in any role. People have always said that. Scars. You talk about versatile actors, you think Michael Imperioli immediately. <laughs> Wait, you say he was in Smurfs? <laughs> i didn't i said a lot of scarfs but ah, smurfs okay. would have been interesting that would have been electric yeah. yeah i could see him as i think he was coach smurf so that would actually work pretty well yeah there's <laughs> a lesser known uh, adaptation of the of the series but guys last week pre-injury yeah i didn't even realize how uh how dated this question has become kyle kuzma came post game to assert that lebron deserves this mvp and should have at least eight MVP trophies if the award wasn't so political. Something we've kind of co-signed on this podcast. Guys, what's something you were passed over that you still feel you deserved? I feel like we're going to dive into some This one still gets me disappointment here. All day. right, go for it, Gary. So it oh sounds like you're... God. And this happened like um, over a decade ago. This was Whoa. a long time ago. But back in the day, my, my family used to have a cottage up in Port Elgin. We go there for the summer. And we had we had some friends up there. These are the kind of friends like they're they're your cottage friends. They're, they're your friends for the summer, and then you, you never talk to them ever again. And then you go back the next summer, and then you don't you don't keep up with them. So timeless tradition. Yeah, classic. Um, so there was some like cake raffle or some weird like event going to, uh, down at the beach. Yeah. And so my mom took me and one of my friends and then my my sister down to the the cake raffle. Whatever the fuck that is. Oh, this sounds fucking awesome already. <laughs> and so how it works is there's a bunch of cakes in the middle, and then there's kind of like a an area where you stand around, and then you you put a quarter down, and if they call your number that like that's on your table, then you get to go up and pick a pick a cake for a for pretty a standard beach pretty, cake raffle. Pretty standard beach cake raffle. Um, so the way we were doing it is every round of numbers that would get called, it, we would take turns. So it would be my turn. Then it'll be my friend's turn. Then it'll be my sister's turn. And we just keep going like that. Yeah. And we just keep keep putting down quarters. And it, it, it was my turn. I put down the quarter. And my friend's standing in front of me. They called a number. We won. And he just fucking runs up and picks a cake. Oh. And I just got completely fuck. snubbed, bro. And bro, he, he so went home with the cake, brought it to his no. family. I, I got a slice, but I didn't. A slice? That's my fucking cake. That's man. your cake, bro. Yeah. Like, he was fuck? a mere guest. Yeah. And first of all, what cake did he use? Did he pick some bullshit cake? Uh, he too? picked out like some like uh, it was like double chocolate or something. It was still, like ah, yeah. classic, I but mean, like come on, classic crowd pleaser cake. Come on, dude. Basic ass bitch. I still get guy. mad about that to this day. Like that was my quarter. That was my cake. That is so stolen. Like from what me. a shit. That and that's so. It's like oh, okay, it's just a cake. That's not a guy you want in the trenches with you. No, when the dude. going gets tough in life, you don't want the dude who's going to jump ahead of you in a cake raffle no to chance. have your back. No. That's how I judge friends. I take them to a cake raffle and I see, <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. how they behave. Yeah, it was a long con. You did it for five yeah. years. Test team is okay. Passed again. But on year six, is he going to fucking crack? And then he did. He did. Wow. Haven't right, spoken Beard. to him since. What you got? I feel like you got some. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you got something. Um, mine is a family golf tournament from when I was like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. We, uh, went every year from when I was probably like six years old to when I was 13 and there was a trophy and it was like best ball teams of four every year. Whoever won got their name on the trophy. It was for some reason as a child, I really wanted my name on that fucking trophy. And one year we won and by one, I mean, we tied with another team, but mm-hmm. it's like a family golf tournament. Like you're not going to go play playoff holes. Like it's just, <laughs> you guys tied. Yeah. Run it back. 18 back. more. <laughs> we're having, <laughs> we're like having dinner and it gets announced that just the other team is just going to be the one that's on the trophy. Like no rhyme or reason, wow. no tiebreakers. Oh, I think someone was on it. and palms, dude. I was so fucking pissed. I never went back. I've never like attended wow, a tournament you're protesting. again. Yeah. 
Did you take a knee the next year? No, but I remember the whole car ride home. I was just fucking bitching at my mom. I was like, how, like that's so unfair. What, what was her? Was she thinking? Well, was she her, like, oh, hers this is was bullshit too. Was the reasonable one? It's it's a like a twelve dollar trophy that <laughs> no. it doesn't matter if your name's no, on it. But it it mattered to me. Mine was but a did, homemade cake from somebody, above the, but that shit mattered. It's the it's the principle of yeah, it, dude. For sure. so, so how was, and this matters on. to me very much. Was it written on or was it like inscribed? Like was it no, carved? No, no, they, they used to get it engraved. Wow. Oh, that's that's big. Right? Oh, that's an engraving, an engraving is forever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I would be living an engraving? Oh, it's over, dude. Yeah. yeah. If you're getting like a little all sharpie and being like, okay, right in uh, 2005. <laughs> yeah, then who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Then who but... cares? Yeah, it's like, okay, geez, give me a, a sponge and some soap and I can change history right now. <laughs> but in engraving, that's humiliation that, that can't wash away. Mine is a little more recent than both of yours. So when I first started Juncture, I needed a way to pay for it. So mm-hmm. as, as we know, I ended up going to sell books. But that was not my first plan. And now I, I've i always been of the mind, if I can get in the room for an interview, I can get the job. I have I, like, at least that's what I've, so, you know, I can hopefully charm or I can prep. I just got to get past that initial barrier. Mm-hmm. So I get an interview at our, our alma mater. We have a very prominent business school, one of the most, perhaps the most prominent in the country. And they were looking for someone to run their t-shirt merch stand pretty simple job you yeah. sell t-shirts and sweaters to people who want them and that's it and so i i go i do a phone interview with this lady for a fucking t-shirt stand lasts about half an hour which is like you know it's a pretty standard interview but not like the shortest phone interview ever the initial phone interview is normally like pretty quick yeah She's going pretty deep into my, my work history. I'm like, okay, like, okay. wasn't really ready for it to get this intense. She goes, oh, wow, it's a great. I think you'd be a great candidate. We'll be in touch. He goes, David, we'd love to have you in for, uh, for an in-person uh, interview. I was like, what? The, like, a second-step interview for a T-shirt. This show. is a T-shirt stand. I've seen what – I've been in this building. I know what the stand looks I'm, like. I'm pretty I, sure Google does less – Like, <laughs> Yeah, prep. It was so intense. Yeah. So, okay, we'd love to have you in. So I was like, okay, this is pretty intense. I get dressed up and, like, I'm straight up in a suit and tie because I'm like, okay, well, some of the students here are wearing a suit and tie. First of all, <laughs> it'd be awesome. It'd be great to be back – at, this is like my first year at a university. I'm like, okay, back in my alma mater. Uh, Coop was obviously doing teacher's college there. Beer, you were finishing up your last year. I'm like, okay, this would be perfect for, for me to be able to be there. Do the interview. It's going perfectly. I don't know, perfect. It's going well. But I'm definitely a little, like, it's, it, again, more intense than I'm expecting for a fucking t-shirt stand. And then, you know, I'm starting to get nervous in there for a little bit, uh, agitated as it stretches on and then they hit me with the okay so we'll just we're, we're just wondering what your marketing strategies are to increase sales <laughs> wait i'm doing marketing now <laughs> what are you talking i run a t-shirt stand and i just went i was and so i asked i was like oh um great customer service and like i don't know and they're like no 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 we mean like a, a like a, a, a some sort of marketing plan to, to like, i don't know what that means i don't know like i don't know and so i said oh well yeah i i really don't know what what have people done in the do you mind if i ask what people have done in the past because i had a suspicion this is some bullshit question mm-hmm. and they hit me with the oh we're not allowed to say that what <laughs> What are people like? You realize we get paid fourteen bucks an hour, and uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't get the job, and that's bullshit. And they sent me like this email that was kind of uh, you know I probably read it a certain way, but it felt very passive aggressive. Really like, oh, we would have loved, but we just had we went with. They fucking emailed me and told me they went with someone with a business background. And, oh, oh okay. my god! I'm sure your t-shirt stand is going to be a huge success. Whoa! Congrats. What are you possibly also, doing for marketing though? Do they have like what a do you want me to do? It's account? a it's a wooden stand. Maybe I'd I don't know. Maybe I'd add more wood to your <laughs> stand. There's not a lot of aspects to work with here. Notoriously, everyone that goes to that school though wants you to know that they go to that school. So I don't yeah. think selling like clothing with the name of the school is probably that hard of a job. Yeah. No. You can just set up shop and yeah, probably sell out in a day. 
Yeah, they, you're not yeah, attracting exactly. outside yeah. customers. There's they quite literally that stand is the only point of going yeah. to that school. Like they're get, they will <laughs> flock to you. Yeah. That's what they you're paying. <laughs> paying tens thirty of grand of for that for a hoodie. green quarter zip. Yeah, for a great quarter zip, <laughs> dude. That like, yeah, I guarantee those sales are down. And um, and I'll never. I will like you. You guys are talking about ten year old things, which I respect because this will be one of those things yeah this will once again be one of those things man oh god we shouldn't even i knew when i asked that question it was going to cause a lot of pain for all three of us and i've been mad reliving some memories the whole week leading up to this (laughs) i'm still going to be mad for the next three weeks oh god damn for the next 40 years (laughs) all right let's get into our picks this week, we have 76ers at Lakers. That'll be an interesting one. Friday, we have Pacers at Mavericks. Monday, we have Pelicans at Celtics. Current records. <sighs> Look, I, I I mean, I guess I did fine. I I, did, I went, uh, I, I won the game that I swerved on. Not great for your boy. We got Caleb at three and three, Carson at four and two. I'm chilling at two and four. I got I to gotta do something. I got to switch. I got to find my mojo. The good thing is, Gary, I told Carson and Beer this. Mm-hmm. There's almost 0% chance that I think, yeah, and you, I guess you're involved too. I think there's 0% chance that you, Carson and Caleb, ever come together to coordinate a punishment i think (laughs) but when one of you guys lose eventually maybe it's not even this season i will remember to punish you but i straight up i I just don't think you will ever like come as someone who texts like the group to get the recordings going like yeah and you know a lot of the time it's just like you guys are ready to go but give no response at all which is fair i just have zero faith in you ever coming together to coordinate anything did you have any anything to brainstorm beer I I said last week that you acting like this was going to make me do something and it it really didn't. I knew it wouldn't. No, I knew it wouldn't. I knew you didn't send a text to Coop. I know you guys haven't thought about it since last week. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm honestly like, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not like, oh, this is the piece of content that's going to, but I don't think everyone's coming to our channel and be like, shit, did you see the podcast where the guy ate a bunch of spicy wings? Like, I don't think that's going to be the thing that blows us up. So I'm not itching for that content, but um, look, I just want to make it clear that if I do ever win in the history of these pickums, I'm going to come up with a punishment. Just because you guys didn't does not make it null and void. It's never too late, though. Like, we could. No, I think, I was just going to say, I think it has to be at some point. I think no, once, not. no, I think you guys get a ton of, you guys get to the end of the season. But once another person has to do their punishment, you lose your chance. You guys have months left to go. I'm giving you a ton of time and you guys are still like, no, 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 dude, no. We get years. We get years what, to plan this. What if you have to create a TikTok and publicly reenact like some of the more famous TikTok dances? Oh I'm so my down God. You thought of that so quickly. <laughs> oh, and that's so embarrassing. Like that's one that I really don't want to do. But that's, fuck of it could bring him, some David people yeah, if it goes like viral you get one. some some listeners to jump like some yeah true run them yeah well, like you want some dancing yeah ones? no david is yeah, famously sure. a great dancer uh, as well so it's gonna go really well yeah i mean you're not given limbs like this and the ability to dance it just it doesn't make any sense people are gonna get maybe hurt. you could be the next uh backpack kid the, the guy yeah who... maybe i could be the next uh used uh used car dealership floaty (laughs) maybe that'll be the next tiktok trend right that would actually be funny if you went to use cards i just went like that on tiktok for like i don't know an extended period of time fuck beer that was a really good suggestion i feel like you were kind of baiting me into that i don't know it's kind of just thought about it your pocket okay well (laughs) well there it is there's your punishment shit yeah all right damn that actually i'm kind of like a little frazzled the fact that you thought of something (laughs) so embarrassing that we're able to film that I can do immediately and isolate it. Like you hit all the criteria as I was making fun of you for not being able to do it. All right. But I, okay. I need your picks. I need your picks beer. Who are you going? I'm going 76ers, Mavs and Celtics. All right. I wanted to swerve, but I'm going, I'm going 76ers. I have a feeling Carson's going to go Lakers. Um, but you know, they, I don't know who they're going to go to. Tobias Harris has been scorching hot recently. You, um, Okay. Ah, God. I guess I'll go Pacers, Celtics. 76ers, Pacers, Celtics. Beer, you're going 76ers. You say Mavericks? Yeah. Pelicans? Celtics. Celtics. Okay, cool. Awesome. 
All right, and we will get our picks from Carson after this episode. And hopefully, hopefully I can make up some ground because I don't want to be doubling down on TikTok. What if I end up getting famous, though? That'd be sick. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be mad at that. I would. I, would I honestly don't. Uh, if I'm TikTok famous, I just, I, no, I don't want that. That's nothing they make, to me. They make good money. Don't, don't do knock they? it. Yeah, do probably. they make good money? No, they yeah, do. They do. I think you can. I think you can. I think oh, they're for yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't still know if I'm the, t- I think I got to get rid of the mustache. If I'm going to be TikTok famous. It's a little no, that's bit. That's going to get you famous. The mustache. Yeah. On the news. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get arrested. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough of that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Now, remember we are taking one week off, but it's for, I think in many ways, huh. For, so the podcast can can be even stronger when we're done our March break, but we're going to take some time. We're going to sit back, maybe have a few cervezas, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe enjoy each other's company, socially distanced, and uh, and and take this time to, to reflect and, and meditate on ourselves. So thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, Gary? The wet bird never flies at night. Thank you, and peace.